Hello and welcome to the Divine Renovation Podcast, where we seek to inspire and equip you to bring your parish from maintenance to mission. My name's Dan O'Rourke, and I've got a couple of my friends on set with us and a very special guest. So on set alongside me, I got Rob McDowell, one of our coaches at Divine Renovation. Hello, Dan. And I got Mike Tanner, our comms and marketing guy at DR. Also, hello, Dan. It's good to see both of you, but I'm especially excited to be bringing on a really cool guest today. So joining us on the podcast is Josh Dannis, who's a uh, the, the national director uh, for the Catholic Context in Alpha in the United States. So Josh works all across the United States trying to, to promote Alpha in, in the Catholic Context, which is say in, in Catholic churches. Um, and so, you know, I, I'm really excited to, to talk to him a little bit about uh, the kinds of things he's seeing in the U.S. right now and also the, the work that he's been involved in. So, Josh, Thank you so much for joining us today. Dan, thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure. <laughs> so, Josh, judging by the lamp behind you, uh, it, it seems to me that you're, you're hoteling today. You're not, you're not at home base. You're somewhere afield. Is that right? That's right. We're in Dallas, Texas this week, visiting friends of yours at St. Anne in uh, Capel area, showing off their alpha. So it should be fun. Excellent. Yeah, St. Anne's is, is one of the parishes that we coach uh, inside of the Divine Renovation Network. They're good friends of ours, and they're doing some great things. I'm glad to hear you're there with them. Uh, so, so, Josh, help me understand what you see happening right now in, in the Catholic Church in the United States. So what, what's the, um, because, you're, because you get to be at various places and connect with various uh, parishes and dioceses, uh, what do you, what's the feel? Yeah, I think it's kind of one of those best of time, worst of time stories. Uh, on the one hand, with tools like Alpha and this revived passion for uh, evangelization and the art of accompaniment to the stranger, uh, there's this energy, this dynamism, there's this enthusiasm, and I'd say there's this greater receptivity to what the Holy Spirit is doing. So that's on the one hand. Uh, on the other hand, we're constantly being barraged by one scandal after another, mm. and it's tragic to see the broken lives, and it's uh, often disheartening to see the mistakes that many of our leaders have made in the past. Uh, but we believe that God is still God yesterday, today, and tomorrow, and that the mission of the church does not change. So if anything, my hope is that the positive element of this is going to continue to flourish and the more challenging negative elements of this are just going to call us back to a greater mindfulness of what is this mission we're supposed to be doing. Yeah. So, so for those of, uh, for those listeners who might be joining us, who might not be as familiar with, with, um, with Alpha and Divine Renovation, I mean, so our organization, Divine Renovation, we have a, a preferred method of evangelization. It's not the only one we're, we're okay with. We, we, we see other methods work as well, but our, our preferred method is, is Alpha, which is why we actually wrote, uh, or why Ron and Father James wrote, wrote the book Unlocking Your Parish, which is how do you, how do you use a tool like Alpha inside of a Catholic parish for its maximum impact. And so Alpha, I mean, Alpha's got a separate organization. You guys are around the world, Josh, uh, trying to, to promote uh, Alpha inside of uh, parishes, churches, uh, and schools, and all sorts of different venues and, and prisons. I mean, so there's all sorts of ways that Alpha is working with a high degree of of success, and it's it's one of the things that, that we love because we cheer you on, man. Because uh, we see that that you know your Alpha is all about evangelizing. And now your specific role, just so that people who are listening, uh, it, it's the Catholic role. Can you help? On, why is there a specific Catholic role at Alpha? Yeah, absolutely. You know, the goal of Alpha is is the same regardless of what your denomination is. It's the basic message of the proclamation of the gospel. We call it the charisma here in the Catholic Church. Uh, this idea of Jesus Christ's life death and resurrection and the transformative capacity that has for all of humanity. And so at Alpha, we're really proud of the fact that we get to share a united message. This is mere Christianity, as C.S. Lewis would call it. This is the message we have in common. And so we want our guests, regardless of what church you attend an Alpha at, we want our guests to have the same Alpha experience. That being said, 
the follow-up to Alpha certainly looks very different to Catholics than it might to our Baptist or our Anglican brothers and, and sisters. Uh, and likewise, some of the elements about how we talk about what the role of Alpha is. Uh, so our, our onboarding experience is a little bit different. So we don't use a different language in the actual event itself, but kind of the, the formation and then the follow-through can look a little bit different. And so it's nice to have a, a distinct expertise in the Catholic experience of Alpha uh, to coach and form people for that. And so your role, just for those who, who aren't familiar with the organization Alpha, there's people that would be familiar with, with the experience of Alpha, that they've sure. gone through Alpha, they've attended an Alpha, or perhaps Alpha is currently running at their parish. But what would, what would your role be in, inside of the Alpha organization? What are you, what are you responsible for trying to, to do? Yeah, so I'm responsible for supporting and growing the work within Catholic parishes and organizations. Oftentimes this means working very closely with many of my Protestant brothers and sisters, training and supporting them to help understand the Catholics that they're serving. And then oftentimes it also involves meeting with bishops and key apostolate leaders in the Catholic world and supporting them and, and helping them or partnering with them in many instances uh, to effectively do the work of evangelization. And uh, we love Alpha, we're excited about how the Holy Spirit is utilizing Alpha. But we're happy to work with anybody and everyone who is doing the mission of the kingdom to make disciples of all nations. So one of the things um, that that we've experienced, and I, I want to see if your experience is the same, Josh. Uh, one of the things we've experienced with with, with the various scandals that, that are currently uh, breaking news uh, globally, yeah. um, we've experienced. I have literally gotten the comment, "Well, you know, Dan." We were really into divine renovation, but now is not the time. Uh, we we mm. can't do this evangelization thing right now because mm -hmm. uh, because you know there's just too many scandals going on. Are you hearing that kind of comment, Josh? We are uh, occasionally. Uh, we're we're occasionally coming across that, especially in in some leadership circles. Some some anxiety of uh, is this the right season to try to to do renewal and revival? And and I understand where they're coming from, uh, but I would counter that this is the season that we have. We, we don't know how long we get to be on this earth. We just know that this is the chapter of the history of the church that we get to be a part of. And we can sit back and wait for a happier day, or we can take the moment and see what we can learn from each struggle that we're facing and turn people back to Jesus Christ. I, I, I think that the, the greatest opportunity that this struggle creates for us is it removes from us any temptation about trying to attract people first by focusing on how beautiful the church is or focusing on how beautiful this old mm. building is or focusing on the great impact that the church has had in society. No, we should, we should be focusing on our most attractive feature. And our most attractive feature will always be the person Jesus Christ, God made man. And uh, he is free from any scandal. He has lived the perfect life. He has died the perfect death. He has poured himself out for love for humanity. And so he's always our most attractive feature. And now we no longer have as much temptation to try to lead with something else. Josh, I'd be curious to know for the churches that are choosing to go ahead and act and engage Alpha, particularly I'm thinking in terms of the newest churches, uh, you know, during these challenging times, what are they seeing? Is it one of those things where, are they reporting back, yeah, it, it's harder to do it? Or are they seeing positive things? What's, what's some of the results of the churches that are, that are starting during this time yeah, period? I'd say, I'd say it's, it's roughly the same experience that we were having a year ago or two years ago. I think that we look at these terrible things that have happened and we think, oh, the whole world has been changed as a result of this. But the truth is, each person is experiencing their, their trials and their struggles. Each person is experiencing temptations and they're experiencing the voice of God calling on them in their life. And so to them, today is just the present. 
And, and that's not to say that there aren't some horrible things that we need to continue to wrestle through. We need to continue to strive to improve. But when it comes to the individual soul seeking God, the message of Jesus Christ is no different than it was yesterday. And the power of the Holy Spirit to redeem and to heal is no different than it was yesterday. And so we're seeing the same experience. If, if anything's changed, uh, we just have more people that are, are now engaged in the work than we did, had yesterday. So we have more stories of the transformation that can happen. There's really never a bad time to help people understand who Jesus is. Well, that's just it. Amen. Yeah. I, Amen. The funny thing is, I, what I love is that there's the, that I hear you say that there's more stories. There's more people engaged. Because I think there's so many people, so many leaders, frankly, inside of our church that would that would be thinking, oh, this is not the time. This is like, you know, this is not the time to, to, to step into this space. Well, and, and, you know, my, my thought to all that would be what other time would there be for us to uh, build a system of teamwork and community and accountability? Like, is there a better time than when I, I we've talked we've talked on previous podcasts about the idea of like, well, we'll do, we'll do an evangelization tool when people are showing up and we'll do kids programs <laughs> when we get a lot of kids in place. And, and we, we, are, we are living in a time that is difficult across the board, both in the church and outside. And so we also have people who are not in the church who need help and could actually benefit greatly by coming to this experience. So I, I feel like it's necessary um, and incredibly important for us to offer that opportunity to these people in, in what is absolutely a difficult time. Yes. Yeah, that's such a good example. I remember when, when I was a younger man, I was chatting with my father, uh, who's a pretty serious athlete, but very impressive. He's, he's about 60 years old. He's still a very impressive athlete. But at one season of his life, he wasn't in great shape. And he was talking about how much he wanted to get back to the track, get back to the track workouts and do these, these sprint and jog uh, methods. And he said, once I get in a little bit better shape, then I'm going to go back to the track. <laughs> it's, it's so backwards. Uh, when we're unhealthy is when we really need to start focusing on health. So are you seeing anything happen? Like I, I hear the, the sort of the grand macro uh, trends that you, you know, that you're, you're experiencing in, in, in the United States. Can you give me a sense on the ground? What does it look like? What, what are, what are some of the parishes doing that, that perhaps, or that they weren't doing before or that they're doing it in greater number than they used to? What does it look like for you, Josh? Yeah. Uh, something that we've really been wrestling with over the last two years is we've been very convicted. It's always been the case, but we've just got, God has slowly revealed it more and more to us that, running an effective alpha, running an experience of evangelizing people by creating this platform for them to encounter Jesus is not a fixed mentality. It's, it's really a growth track mentality. And so it's something you have to keep investing in and struggling through and striving to get ever better at. And so as our churches are striving to say, how do we make this even better than it was last year? We're seeing more leaders engaged. I was just talking to St. Anne's and they're now running alpha in Spanish context in several different locations because they have so many leaders that are activated. Like, what are we going to do with all these leaders? <laughs> we've talked. We've and talked so as we strive to make it the best we can be, it's, it's going to have mm. to keep expanding out. Yeah. Uh, there's certainly no shortage of people in need of the gospel. People don't believe it. You know, like when we were, um, when we were in the UK, I mean, like it's, it's, because uh, we did a conference there not too, too long ago. And it's like, you know, when you have the sidebar conversations, still there's a degree of disbelief. What do you mean you've got so many lay people who want to be in leadership roles in your church who want to go and do things and evangelize? That's not possible. That's not that, that, like there's an actual disbelief that, that we encounter. Mm. And it's not until they've, they, they themselves have experienced it that, that we, we begin to, to see the shift, right? Because it's one thing to explain what, what we see happening, but it's another once they've actually had a chance to, to taste and see. 
Mm. And this is something you guys at DR do so well. And for us, it was a little bit of a Trojan horse. We, I didn't realize the impact it was going to have. You know, in the years when, when I had worked in parish life in the past, there was this emphasis on, okay, we need this role filled and we need that role filled and we need somebody to be doing these things. And we'd often find the same 10 people to fulfill the 70 roles that we needed filled in the church. Instead, what happens in the context of Alpha unintentionally, what perhaps happens very intentionally in the context of DR, is we don't focus on the role. We focus on the person and we develop the person and we empower their leadership potential and we call upon the spirit to, to reveal to them their giftings. And then there's this birth of the work that they do rather than this desperate cleaving to find somebody to fill the spot. And when you have that, there's no end to the level of impact the community can create. So Josh, I don't know if you're connected with, um, with, uh, in fact, I'm sure you must be in some way, uh, what's happening in Chicago. Uh, cause uh, as you know, that, that, that diocese there, uh, they, they're embracing, uh, as they go through their restructure, so many, so many dioceses are going through restructure. Uh, so as they go through re- their restructure, they're embracing, um, divine renovation. And, and as a result, there are also a number of alphas that seem to be going on. Uh, are you, are you hearing any of the stories that are coming out of that diocese? Yeah, I think of, uh, St. Ignatius of Loyola was famous for saying, and forgive me, I'm going to paraphrase. He said, if all you're doing is going on retreat, then you're losing the battle. <laughs> and, and I think a lot of, uh, we're in a season where we have a lot of parishes for a variety of reasons uh, here in the United States. Some of the reason is, is the uh, history of ethnic churches developing. Some of it is the fact that we have fewer priest vocations, but as a result, we have this kind of strategic retreat that's taking place in most of our dioceses where we're combining parishes and we're clustering churches and we're shrinking and we can just do what we've done. We can retreat or we can strategically identify where are the opportunities in combining these churches to do the mission of the kingdom. And Chicago has been very intentional. They're not the only ones, but they've been very intentional. And they've of course partnered with DR and with Alpha to be very intentional in saying, we're gonna make the most of this as an opportunity of combining resources to be more effective for mission rather than simply a strategic retreat. And so I'm very proud and excited about them. But I think that we're just beginning to see, I think the next five years are going to be explosive uh, for Chicago. We're just beginning to see what can happen there. Yeah, and I think there's there's, there's great wisdom in in, um, in both your, your your paraphrase quote from St. Ignatius, but also in, in the way I see it being applied in, in that diocese. And there's others that are doing the same. It's, you know, it's that notion of not restructuring just for the sake of, of, of restructuring, but restructuring for the intention of, of let's move forward again. And it, it's even what we're doing here in our own diocese of Halifax, Yarmouth. It's like restructuring, but with the intention of, of going forward. And so if we're going to go forward, uh, there's a couple things we could do. We could do what we've always done and pretend that's forward. And that, I think, is the, is the greatest temptation for these dioceses. Or we could look to actually embrace a different model. And in our, in our experience at Divine Renovation, uh, you know, what we see is, is, is that as soon as you sort of put the, the focus inside of a parish on evangelization, that's when you're going to start to see, you're going to start to see fruit. Uh, it, it, it actually will happen as quickly as, as when you start. Now, I think there's, there's ways that, that you can nest that fruit in, in, in a larger context. And for us, it would be the, the sort of the three key things, right? So the, the focus on evangelization, the best of leadership, and, and the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. It, once you've got all three of those things ticking, that's when you that's when your whole parish looks completely transformed like St. Anne's. I mean, you're sitting in St. Anne's in in, in Texas. I mean, the, the the experience their experience has been one that's that's uh, it's absolutely exciting. Mm, it was so beautiful. There were about 120 Hispanics, uh, some of whom were had, had grown up in the faith and uh, were actively involved and some of whom have 
no previous faith experience or very little previous faith experience. And they were coming together to celebrate what the Holy Spirit had done this weekend. And there were miracles and there were major emotional and spiritual healings that had taken place. And, and then just the next room over, there was uh, the Anglo crowd, the Caucasian crowd was getting ready for their retreat this weekend. And they were praying and getting comfortable with what does it mean to really open ourselves up and let the Holy Spirit do what he wants to do? So on the one end, we, we'd seen the Hispanic church had arrived, the Hispanic community had arrived uh, in this experience of the power of the Holy Spirit. And on the other end, we saw the Anglo or the Caucasian community getting ready for it. And there's just so many people in the story. Uh, it's, it's just so refreshing. So exciting to see it. Josh, I'd be curious to know, like, here you are, you're seeing all these uh, amazing stories, you know, up front, literally probably from all parts of the United States. And yet when you encounter churches that are hesitant about Alpha or not sure about it or just scared of it or like, how do you, how do you engage with those churches uh, that yeah. are like, not sure about it? What, you know, what's up with this? I don't know if it's going to, you know, I don't believe what you're saying. You know, you're just a salesperson, you know, whatever, whatever the pushback might be. How do you, how do you engage with those churches? Yeah. So we had well over 1200 Catholic churches and organizations in the United States running alpha last year that we know of that were, were communicating to us there's probably more still but that we know we, we had over 1200 catholic churches that's a, an impressive growth growth rate we've had over the last couple of years so right now we're in a season where our greatest desire is to see the churches that are picking up alpha really succeed with it not just run it as a program uh, we use the expression a silver bullet or a plug and play but really see them focus on excellence really see them go through the difficult journey of, of what you've described, focusing on healthy leadership, mission of evangelization and empowerment of the Holy Spirit so that they can be a model to the rest of the churches. And so I'd say, you know, if they have a few questions, a few concerns, then we're happy to wrestle with, with them. We're happy to walk with them through their concerns. But if they're saying, nah, we're not sure about this, not the right season for us, we say, okay, okay, let us know when you're ready. We're going to go to the churches that are excited about this and want to make things happen. I, I think one of the, you know one of the things that we're doing this year with Divine Renovation is DR Open House, uh, where we're basically showing the proof by having those parishes that have had success with what we've done show what that looks like to other parishes. Yeah. And I think you know it's the storytelling. It's it's suddenly seeing the ch the parish next door really? that is really excited and is really filled with people who are coming in and and people who look different than all the other people that were always in the church all the time and i think that if we can you know if we can show people that proof through those stories that we hear uh then i you know i think that really forwards it so how does how does alpha communicate like how are you using those stories as as an evangelization tool uh, yeah, for other parishes yeah, absolutely you're, you're absolutely right uh, I like to use the expression of incarnation. You know, if, if we just talk about this stuff, if we just train on this stuff, then it's just theory. It can only be incarnated in the context of an actual Christian community. And so uh, one of the things that we're doing is we're going around filming some of the best stories that we see, both of personal change and then also of community change. So we love stories of people who were broken and people who uh, were lost and didn't didn't know what was going on in their life, uh, and they needed serious healing. And then the Holy Spirit showed up, mm -hmm. and they were healed in a, in a dramatic and powerful way. We love those stories, but we also love the stories of churches that were directionless and uncertain what to do, and they knew that they had to change, but they didn't know how. And now they've experienced this change by by reorienting towards a life of mission. 
And when Alpha is part of that, that's great. So we, we love uh, doing video recordings of these stories and sharing them uh, online. But another thing we really love to do is invite people to come in to these locations like uh, Divine Renovation, like, like St. Benedict's and St. Anne's and Capel and several others and see for themselves what this change looks like. We also bring people occasionally over to London to see Holy Trinity Brompton, the Anglican church where Alpha started, where Alpha came out of. And this, to see the fire in their eyes that happens when they realize that this isn't just theory, this has happened. We can see it for ourselves, the fruit of what's going on. It's so empowering, it's so inspiring. Uh, and that's what enables them to make the journey themselves. I think back um, when I was in, in high school, actually, I loved to do speech and debate. And uh, when I was a freshman, I was terrible at it. I, I had a partner and the two of us did this acting thing together and we always got horrible numbers. But somehow <laughs> the very last week we qualified for state. And then we went to state and we got probably dead last at state that first year. But being at state, let us see what excellence looked like. Mm -hmm. We got to see what the best of the best were doing. And we came back the next year with a, with a better sense of how to move forward. And, and it made all the difference. Well, that can Likewise, be, I want churches to see what the best looks like. That, that can really challenge you too, as, a, as a parish and as a church leader, if you are suddenly surrounded by what the best looks like. That, mm. that, that's for me, that's the moment, you know, I, I, this is somewhat related. I started playing hockey about 10 years ago. I didn't grow up playing hockey. I'll send my Canadian card back, but uh, <laughs> I, I didn't grow up playing hockey and just started playing about 10 years ago. And I, I joined this beginner league. And when I first started playing, um, I was okay because everyone was kind of beginners. And as the league grew and better and better players joined, I suddenly realized like, you're not very good at this. And, and you then have to make a decision of either, I'm either going to get better and I'm going to work towards this, and I'm going to be part of this, even if my gift isn't suddenly goal scoring or whatever. Um, I'm going to be part of that versus am I going to walk away from that? And I think that that can be really challenging for a leader who sort of says, who's in, you know, the way we talk about it, you know, hardcore maintenance mode to say, well, I'm just doing these things. I'm just taking care of these things, and, and I, I'm not as good as that. Uh, so how do you communicate to uh, lay leaders and and parish leaders that maybe they don't have to be that good in order to get started. Like, how how do you let them know that it's alpha isn't the end game, but it's it's the it's the initial conversation. Yeah, uh, that's that's another funny thing about showing off some of these amazing churches is the amazing thing about them is what the Holy Spirit's doing. But oftentimes, we're not we're not magic experts on, on how to facilitate every element of everything. And so sometimes seeing the imperfections is as attractive to them as seeing the fruitfulness. It takes away, it steals away the idea that this is just about being really good on the human side of things. Mm -hmm. that what we have to be is humble and we have to be faithful. Mm -hmm. uh, but, but both of those are real challenges. It's, it's simple but hard to be humble and faithful as we learn. One of the things we've encountered, Josh, is um, often churches want to focus on on the things that are distinctively Catholic, 
right? So alpha is, is, isn't about what's distinctively Catholic. Alpha is, is, is about what is, what is common. Uh, and and it's, it's the basics of, of what, uh, what, who Jesus was, why he died and why he's so essential. And, and uh, we get pushback from parishes who are like, well, that's not Catholic enough as if Jesus isn't Catholic enough for us. Uh, I mean, like this, this is something that we've encountered over and over. Uh, have you encountered that same challenge in the United States? Sure, sure absolutely. And, it, and it's a fair question. Uh, to be honest with you, to fully confess, I had that question. I had that struggle and that frustration. I went to a, a university, Franciscan University of Steubenville, uh, that has a, a very good reputation for being orthodox and committed to the fullness of the teaching of the Catholic Church. And I went there specifically because I knew that the theology professors were going to be faithful to the teaching of the church. I wanted the fullness of, of the true message of the gospel and the true message of the, the Catholic teaching uh, as it's been handed down for the last 2,000 years. And uh, so when I first picked up Alpha a year after graduating from, from Franciscan, I'm like, can, can, I, can I trust this? This is a tool that was created by Protestants. Can, can we really trust it? Is it gonna be Catholic enough? But I saw the impact, I saw the change, uh, both in my own life in developing this deep, intimate connection with Jesus, this new spirituality relationship with Jesus. Uh, and I also got to see the life change of others. And it convicted me that while I still hold and believe everything the Catholic Church teaches, there is some beauty and some power in the message that we have in common that we've failed to emphasize enough sometimes in our recent history. And so celebrating that commonality, but more importantly, celebrating the power of Jesus Christ is a great starting point before we move to some of these deeper questions of the sacraments and the history of the church. I remember I, Father James is. I've heard him say on a few occasions now that if that Alpha came out of the Anglican Church, because if it came out of the Catholic Church, it would be 50, 52 weeks long and would come with four textbooks. <laughs> <laughs> and we just we we want it. It's like there's so much, right? And we want to get it all out, but we 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 don't. I love what you said there, Josh. About you know we don't emphasize, we underemphasize sort of the the core message because we've got so much around it that's also beautiful, true, and 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 it's 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 critical. But it's it we we lose sight of 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 the base basic sometimes. And that's what Alpha really pulls us back into as we try and reach people who haven't yet encountered the basics. Mm, yes. Yeah. And Pope Francis talks about this in Evangelii Gaudium, that the, the, the gospel proclamation, the kerygma is the first message. And he doesn't say it's the first message in the sense that, well, we learn it once and then we move on. He says it's the first in the sense that we go back to it over and over again, this encounter with the person of Jesus and what he accomplished. We find uh, my my own personal view on this is that when people find their way to St. Benedict Parish, my parish, uh, when they come in through the front door, the the question on their heart isn't, I'd like to understand your sacraments. The question on their heart is, who the heck is this Jesus guy and why are you guys here? And it's, and, and, you know, I think our, our, our systems are, are so well developed to, to communicate the sacraments and, and, and the other elements of our church, but we're not as a, as a church corporate, as we're not yet well developed at, at that basic of evangelization. And I think that really does, that's the fundamental shift that I think Alpha's providing, that DR is trying to, to, to encourage parishes to embrace, because once evangelization becomes the thing, people get so hungry for the sacraments that they're, they're clawing after them. Like, well, tell me the rest of the story. You got me started. I'm, I'm in love now. What, what's the rest of it, Josh? And I think that's the, that's the big shift, right? Is, is if we can get them through that, the basics and, and through the connection and, and have them experience the power of the Holy Spirit, encounter Jesus, holy smokes. I mean, you, you, you can't keep them away from the pews on Sundays. <laughs> Amen. Josh, I'd love uh, for you to comment a little bit from the standpoint of I think how Alpha is just an excellent tool for where we are in our day and age. Because I moved to the United States in 2001, 
And um, I remember culturally where things were at. That I, I moved two weeks after 9-11. And there was kind of this awareness of Alpha, but it, churches, uh, you know, largely in my circle, non, non-Catholic non churches, like, yeah, it wasn't really that that powerful of a thing. It seemed to work well in England. And it seems like the more post-Christian that the United States gets, that the better uh, Alpha is as a tool. And it seems more and more you're hearing... Lot, like you shared all the stories of the Catholics that are using, but it seems to be growing even in the non-Catholic contexts as well. And it seems like it, it's it's really positioned well for where we are culturally nowadays. Is that something you could just kind of comment on? Absolutely, yeah. St. Paul says that where sin abounds, grace abounds all the more. And I think as our, our larger culture uh, moves further away from the, its heritage and of the, the Christian faith and its heritage of uh, practicing this life in Christ. Uh, as they've moved away from that, Alpha has become a better positioned tool. So if you're looking at a, a culture where most people still go to church and they're, they, they, for the most part, they still engage with this Christian message, Alpha can do great things, uh, but it's not going to astound you. It can do great things, but it's not going to astound you. But if you go to a place where people are apathetic towards faith, where people are desperate for meaning, but they don't trust uh, historical systems, institutions, that's a location where Alpha breaks through barriers, establishes friendships, and allows people to encounter the living God before they wrestle with what does this mean for me? What does this mean about what I, ha- what I have to, to do with my life and what, I, what I'm going to believe? Uh, we begin with the person of Jesus, and it seems to be that in this season, Alpha is well positioned to accomplish that. Now, it's been argued that London's been there for, for 30 years, and that's why London, it's been so fruitful for London over the last 30 years. But we've really seen the most dramatic fruit with Alpha in a Catholic context here in the States. You guys will have to tell me about Canada. But here in the States, just in the last 10 years, mm. as the culture has moved away from its heritage, its Christian heritage, it's, it's re-embracing Jesus Christ through Alpha. Josh, are you seeing uh, hot spots? Like, is it is there a is there a, is it regional? Do you see like is it spreading by word of mouth in, in various regions, or what does it look like? Yeah, there's definitely hot spots, and I think that there's a lot of factors. I, I don't know how it all plays out. I, I'm sure that one of the factors is uh, how many uh, young young professionals are, are in your area of the country, or how many people have this this kind of apathetic attitude towards religion, or they've been secularized. That may be a factor. Another full factor is who's willing to step up and lead. If we're in a place where people recognize the need for something, for for God God to be doing something new, and that God is doing something new through Alpha, and they're willing to do the hard work of prayer mm-hmm. and the hard work of, of transformation those places are going to experience radical growth. Uh, and so we have hot pockets all over the United States where it's, it's kind of launching from and then moving out from those spots. What I love is uh, it, it presents an opportunity for pastors, parish priests who, who might be listening. Uh, you know, if, if your region isn't, isn't a hot spot, 
you might be the one who's called to make it the hot spot. And I love that, right? It's like, because it, 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 it does, it, it's contagious, right? Like, you know, the Holy Spirit's contagious. You let him in and you let him start working. It, he's going to spread. He's going to spread through your community. He's going to start knocking down churches all around you. And so it, it's a great opportunity for those who feel that call, who, may, who maybe, are, maybe are not living in, in, in a, a hot spot of activity where Alpha is starting to thrive and, and, and spread around. There's an opportunity there to, to lean in and, and perhaps be the one that, that begins it in that area. That's so good, Dan. So, so Josh, what are some of the struggles you're seeing? Uh, you know, I, I love all the the um, all the all the fruit. I love the stories. I love the the, the things that you're sharing in terms of um, of, uh, of of hot spots and, and and spread. But at the same time, man, I, I got to believe that there's there's some struggles that you're encountering. What what, what are you seeing that are? Yeah, I, I'd say the biggest struggle we have, and and it's nothing new, uh, but. As we've we've kind of uh, reached this this season of, of rapid growth, where we, we see it more clearly, the biggest struggle we have is helping churches to see this not simply as a program or a plug and play or a silver bullet, but really see this as a tool that you have to put an awful lot into to be fruitful. We say it takes somewhere between seven and eleven sessions. To, to get really good at running alpha, to master alpha. Mm. And the truth is that you're never done mastering alpha. You have to keep lending into it. And so there are a lot of churches that will try alpha and they'll say, this was great. And we had some great fruit come out of it. And then they stop. Or I, I've even had some churches say, we ran alpha for 10 years and then we saturated our market. We, we, we reached everybody. So we're done. I'm thinking, you reached everybody. <laughs> we serve the people inside our church community. But the goal of Alpha is not primarily to serve the people in the church community. It's primarily to do the, the work of the kingdom, to go forth and make disciples. So if I could, could boil it all down to, to one challenge, it is that challenge that, that Father James has spoken about so eloquently, the movement from maintenance to mission, from serving the inside uh, population to the outside population, the lost, the broken, those desperately in need of the healing power of Jesus. We st- even in the midst of the fruit of Alpha, many people start with the idea of, I want this for my church. And if they don't make the transition to, I want this because this is my job in the kingdom, this is my vocation, this is my apostolate to do the work that Jesus gave to me. If they don't make that shift, then Alpha doesn't accomplish what it's meant to. With, um, with the Divine Renovation perspective on Alpha is that largely don't mess with the formula. Uh, we, 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 we have parishes all the time that, that think they can improve upon it. Um, and you know, we, we, we get that kind of feedback. We do. It's like, Oh, well, we know, I think I could do this, but our, our message to all of those parishes, all of those leaders is don't mess with the formula. Now I say that knowing full well that, that we will allow for innovation around the, around the fringes of it. So uh, an example at, at, at our parish would have been, we did sushi alpha. So sushi alpha is different than, than, than our normal alpha, right? So there's that level of, of, uh, of shift, but the, the basics of, of alpha, we don't, we're inflexible on. Uh, what are some of the innovations that you're seeing, Josh, that you think are, are, are interesting? Are there anything that, that any applications of alpha that are allowing for some variation, but are still holding to that formula? Yeah, yeah. Very well said, by the way, Dan. Uh, one of the things that I always encourage is a three-year rule. If you if you feel like you need to mess with the formula of Alpha, we encourage you wait three years. Try this method three for three years, because if you do it before three years of active and intentional formation in this, you won't know 
what will bend and what will break the alpha experience. Mm -hmm. And after three years and beginning to see fruit, and beginning to see the, the layers of what the Holy Spirit is doing, you'll begin to have a better sense. And then you, you won't want to break alpha. Uh, for the most part, now, to be fair, I, I say that as somebody who used to run at a parish and after running it for three years, I thought, oh, I'm going to tr change this. And guess what? It crashed and burned <laughs> <laughs> way after three years. Uh, but we slowly develop a sense. So some of the things that we've seen that are really fruitful are um, running alpha in different locations. So we've seen churches that are running alpha in prisons and in coffee shops and in restaurants. Uh, we've seen uh, churches that uh, are trying Alpha in, in, in different times and seasons and, and doing different things with music and uh, creating some really neat environments, especially to reach young people. Uh, but they don't mess with the, the basic process of, of what Alpha is. So, Josh, there's we, a lot of people listening to this podcast, those in the United States, those in other countries. Uh, but for those, particularly for our listeners in the United States, if they're if they're feeling like, man, I need some more Josh time in my life. And, and like, you know, we're running alpha or thinking about running alpha. Wh wh how should they connect with you? Are, what, what are you able to do to help them? Yeah. So one of the things that we do uh, is we have a, a monthly we call it just a, a webinar update. Catholic update. And through our update on a monthly basis, we're just going briefly through the best practices. It's really designed for a church that gets the basics of Alpha. And now they're ready to move into something a little bit, begin wrestling with how do we really hammer down in these best practices. Uh, and so we do that once a month, uh, typically the beginning of the month. You can reach us through Catholics at alphausa.org. Uh, but of course, you guys are also creating a lot of incredible content. And I have my copy right here of Unlocking Your Parish. Getting <laughs> uh, this out and uh, giving this to a lot of different churches. I, I was able to read this uh, before it actually was, was published and loved it. I think you guys did a phenomenal job of giving a church the context to go deeper uh, with Alpha. Uh, but we're doing trainings and we're empowering leaders. And uh, the thing we most want to see is I don't want you to have Josh time. I'm, I'd love to meet you all. I'd love to have conversations with you. I'd love to see what God is doing in your life. I'd love to hear the stories, but I don't want you to learn from me. I want you to learn from the other people right in your region who are coaches and trainers and have an expertise that I can't bring to the table because I'm flying around to Dallas and, and I, I want to see the people who are on the ground, who have the real stories to share, making the difference. And those are the people I'm mostly going to steer you towards. Excellent. Josh, it's so great to see the, that Alpha continues to thrive and grow, even in these times where we're seeing uh, more, more, more challenges and, and, and frankly, the narrative be more negative than it has been in a long time. And so I think, you know, between some of the things that you said, Mike, around, you know, this is, this is our time to evangelize. And, and Josh, you know, this is, this is our season. I think, you know, the call on us all is, is to embrace this season and to, to, to move forward with, with the gospel proclamation. Let's, let's bring people to Jesus. So thanks, Josh, so much for being with us. Amen. Thank you so much for having me. This has been a lot of fun. <laughs> it's been fun for us too. And for everybody who is listening with us today, thank you for being along for the ride. I, If you haven't yet experienced Alpha, please find a way to experience it. Connect with, with a church in your area. Connect with the Alpha uh, Alpha staff in your region. There's, there's going to be a way for you to find your way into an Alpha. And if you haven't started running Alpha at your parish yet, I, I ask you to prayerfully discern whether this is the time and this is the season for you. We look forward to seeing you again next week. God bless. <laughs>